It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder play a interesting game tonight. Maybe the biggest game of the season so far at the Sacramento Kings. Plus, we're going to answer your mailbag questions about the draft, about the upcoming offseason, what moves this roster needs to complete itself, and this rebuild. Plus, where are the Thunder heading this season as we continue to inch closer and closer to the All-Star break and the second half of this season? We'll talk all about that coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by LinkedIn, we're going to answer your mailbag questions and preview tonight's game against the Sacramento Kings. Going to be a lot of fun to watch that game. It's going to be a very important one. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. So on today's show, we're just going to rifle through your uh, Twitter questions and start with at MK325491. How many wins will the Thunder end the year with uh, from being at 22 wins right now? How many more will they get? Uh, I, I can understand that some fans, and I got questions on this about on YouTube as well, about, you know, can they win 40 games? I understand that, you know, the 40 win mark out there. And to me, I would still just play it a little bit more conservative uh, because we've seen this team be streaky um, and, and there could easily be another um, down streak as well as these up streaks that, that we're in right now for OKC. I would say like 35 wins, you know, 36 wins would be kind of where I'd be at. Uh, I, I think that 40 could happen. Like they, they, they're, they're a team that could catch fire, and they're a team that plays so well, especially since the turn of the calendar year. Like they're, they're, the way they're playing in twenty twenty three, they could get the forty wins. Uh, but just just kind of leaving a little bit of room for them to come a little bit back down, like back down to where they had been at before twenty twenty three started, and then still staying at this pace of twenty twenty three. Um, I think that they'd kind of settle in probably around thirty five, thirty six wins, but they could get the forty uh, at two pointers. If the Thunder are in the 6-8 to eight range, do they bring Chet back if he's fully healthy? So with the Chet Holmgren thing, obviously, to recap it, he hurt himself in the in the game in August in, in a pro-am game uh, in, in Seattle, out for the season with the Liz Frank fracture in his foot, and the Thunder announced he'd be out for the season. Since then... We've seen you know him get his boot off. We've seen him do you know, shooting, you know, some shooting drills. He was shooting whenever he had a scooter. You know, he was still shooting uh, 
baskets whenever he had a scooter on. Uh, now he's taking his boot off. Now he's doing some more, you know, kind of one-on-zero stuff that he's putting on TikTok and Instagram, and it's looking really cool and getting people really excited. And the other day at practice, he participated in uh, a shooting competition with the rest of the team. But to me, this is going to be like the Zion thing last year. We're like, if you remember last year, uh, if you were paying attention to you know, the, the other teams in basketball, so the Pelicans make the playoffs, and they're the eighth seed. And Zion posts on Instagram this incredible dunk where it looks like he's like denting the floor with how like much with how much force he's jumping off the floor with. Like it was an awesome dunk, and people were saying, "Oh gosh, they gotta let him play. They gotta let him play." And he wanted to play in the playoffs. He, he's a competitor. He, he's a he's a guy that wants to win. He's got to help his team. He wanted to play, and the Pelicans just did not have him play in the playoffs. I think that it'll be like that. So, so in the sense of we're getting excited about these Instagram videos and TikToks that he's posting, and that's all fine and well. But from the Thunder standpoint, they've always said he's on track. And on track just means he'll be back next year. It doesn't mean like he's accelerated. It doesn't mean that he's behind. It doesn't mean anything but on track for next season. And it's going really well. The rehab is going awesome, and it's better than the alternative. But I think that it's still going to be next season for him. So I, I think that no matter where the where – the, Seeding is at for OKC. Uh, Chet Holmgren will not play until next season, and that's kind of all the information that we have at this point, so there's no reason to kind of go against that uh, line of thinking. But I think that'll be a lot like the Zion thing, where Pelicans fans were excited about the videos and were, were banging the drum for him to play. The Pelicans protected their 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 star, their investment, uh, their, their big asset, and then he comes into this season ready to go you know, for Zion, and then for Chet it'll be next season. Uh, at time for us, Figs, how long will Usman Jang spin in the Blue League? Uh, spin in the G League with the Blue. Uh, so, for Usman Jang, he got sent down to the Blue yesterday. Uh, this is part of his rehab process. Uh, he, he was doing more on-court work with the Thunder over the last couple of games, um, getting more range of motion back and trying to work back into the whole game shape of the NBA. I think that he'll be with the Blue probably... I mean, again, this is me guessing. I don't know, but probably at least a week or two, like to to play and um, get him get himself kind of his sea legs back under him, get get himself accustomed to to the basketball game speed again, uh, and then you just kind of have to look at the blue schedule and see how often that they play in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but I hope he can play Wednesday whenever the blue are back in town against the gold um, on Wednesday morning before the Thunder and Hawks play. Uh, that'd be awesome just for me personally to go get to watch him play, but uh, hopefully he can play then. But I think that the G League stuff, I think this time it's more about just him getting healthy than like sending him down to get better in the blue. Uh, this is a more get better in terms of health than skill level. I think that they do want to see him in the NBA, and, and Marcus talked about wanting to get some some miles on the car in the NBA, and so we'll see that after he heals from this injury. Uh, at Jason Mitchell, I'm sure most of us just are just along for the ride and don't really care about matchups in the playoffs, but what teams do you think we'd stand a chance against in a seven-game series this season? Um, that's a good question, and, and you're right. Uh, I want to be very transparent, very clear. This I'm just answering this question. I'm not like, I, I don't really care about who they match up with, and I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself about making the playoffs or anything of that nature. I think that there's still a long way to go, and as you mentioned, just along for the ride. Like, whatever happens, happens, and it's very, very cool to just be in this position at all for Oklahoma City. Uh, but 
in terms of where I think that the Thunder can surprise some people. Dallas, they've played really well against Dallas this season. Uh, now, now here's the thing. Luka can just win a series by himself. But Dallas has been hit with the injury bug very, very, very hard. And they've got a lot of guys now who I would consider injury prone. And, and that's and, and that's just calling it like it is with Maxi Kleba, with Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, you know, they, they've missed Josh Green for 20 games, and he's coming back now, luckily. Dwayne Finney-Smith coming back now, luckily, for them. If Dallas is fully healthy, that changes my mind. But this season, they've been so injury prone, and, and now Christian Wood has fractured his thumb, like that I just I don't see how they're going to be though health wise when they into the playoffs and when they haven't been healthy it's been either Luka or bust and the Thunder have beat the th- the Mavs with and without Luka Doncic um, on the floor and so I just think that that would be a competitive series I think that playing the Kings uh, would be the most fun series because I think that the Kings they have Sabonis they have Fox um, you have Shea and and, and the the matchups kind of lean toward OKC and the Kings both being able to play with pace and play their style of basketball and just uh, play at a high level to where that'll be like a seven-game series, I would imagine. Like the travel involved will be interesting too because both teams are going to have to adjust to going to the West Coast and Central time uh, multiple times in the, in the series. Uh, I think that the only teams that really you'd want to stay away from in the West, I definitely do, would not want the Thunder to play Memphis. I think that Memphis is the one team that's pretty well designed uh, to to play Shea very well, especially as the game slows down. Uh, Memphis has given Shea fits a bit because they have so many bodies that can be thrown in the paint with so much length, and the Thunder just do not have enough floor spacers quite yet. Uh, that'll change as the roster gets flushed out, but as of this current moment, Memphis has the answers right now to Shea, so I would not want to play Memphis. Uh, Denver is an incredible team. Like They're 32 and, and 13, and, and they have depth as well. That is, I think that Denver's going to be really, really good. Um in the postseason this year. But other than that, uh, I wouldn't want to play New Orleans if they're fully healthy because then you've got just too many guys to to try to stop. You know, Zion, Brandon Ingram. Like, you have so many guys that, that you're going to try to get out there on C.J. McCollum. So, I, with me, I, I would love to see the Thunder play the Kings or the or the Mavericks. And then, past that, uh, if the Jazz make it in there, that'd be, that'd be funny to play the Jazz. Um, Clippers, Timberwolves, you know, don't want to play the Warriors at all. The Warriors, you know, are, of course, are struggling right now, but healthy in the postseason. No one wants to play the Warriors. So I, I would really hope that the, that the Thunder can play the Kings or the Mavericks um, or, or if, of course, depending on how the Jazz fare and if that's even going to be possible, uh, we'll see how they slip and slide. Uh, but yeah, the Mavericks and the, and the Kings would kind of be two that I circle on the calendar for that'd be the most fun matchup in terms of the Thunder, I don't think, would get blown out in that matchup. Like, there's a chance that the Thunder go against Denver and look like that Memphis team did against the Jazz, right? Remember, remember whenever Memphis won the play-in and then they went to play the Jazz in the in the first round. They played some they played some quality basketball, but they lost in five. Like, I think that that's what happens if you play Denver. I think that that's what happens if you play Memphis. But if you play Sacramento, if you play Dallas, like you can take them to six, seven, and then once you get a series to six or seven games. It's, it's a coin flip at that point, and you can actually win it, and you can actually um, have a ton of success. So that's who I would be looking at. But, yes, you're correct. Just along for the ride and not really uh, watching the standings in terms of matchups yet. Uh, but we mentioned today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is incredible. I want to tell you all about them right now. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have 
to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates with more efficiency by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insight from your job post, your company, and matching them with their over 875 million member profiles out there. So put your post in front of the most qualified candidates, identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs, and and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based upon your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering qualified hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedinjobs.com slash LockedInMBA. That's linkedinjobs.com slash LockedInMBA. Terms and conditions do apply. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe on all podcasting platforms. At King Funi 8 what needs do the Thunder have going into the draft or free agency. Uh, my big thing is going to be shooting. Like, like we see the value that the thunder, that the thunder add whenever they have a guy like Isaiah Joe on the floor. And you're not just going to stumble into a 44% three point shooter or, or you know, an, an electric three point shooter like Isaiah Joe. Like you're not just going to go find Isaiah Joe's. That's an elite trait that uh, is going to be hard to duplicate, obviously, but like just getting improved shooting on this roster helps everyone. In, but, but specifically Shay. Like if, if you are now spacing the floor um, for Shea and you have shooters that you have to go respect and you have to go um, defend and you can't sag off of or, or creep down on Shea while he's driving, then I'm not sure how you defend Shea. And it's it's already incredibly hard to defend him now. Like it's all, it, he's already a 30-point-per-game scorer right now. But if you then cannot clog the paint and you have to actually respect the three-point prowess of this team – especially whenever Shea is so elite at the drive and kick and, and playmaking out of the drive, there you just throw your hands up and he's going to average 31, 32, 33, 34 points per game. Like he's just going to torch you or his assists are going to go from five to six, seven, eight. And so like, it's just going to help Shea so much. And by helping Shea, you help the team win. Uh, so shooting, shooting, shooting is what I'm looking for uh, in the draft and in this off season uh, at Jimmy Mintz. How would you rank Dort defensively compared to peak Andre and peak Thabo Cephalosha? Uh, behind Andre, ahead of Thabo. That's that's where I put Dort. I think that Andre gets the edge in terms of do you, just looking at their defensive prowess is because Andre 
Uh, well, while Dort does switch, Andre has the ability to truly switch one through five at his peak, and, and, and you could uh, survive that possession and, and really thrive in that possession. He was just lengthier. He was just kind of um, able to uh, use that to his advantage more. Dort will still switch one through five, will still get the job done. I mean, he was guarding Miles Turner for a little bit um, in the game on Wednesday. Uh, but Andre was just better at it because of his length, because of his natural build. Uh, but Lou Dort is still really, really good at defense, obviously. And, and to be behind Andre is no, is no slouch. At No Limit Brando, I'm worried about Trey Mann. Uh, does his play, is his play style suitable for OKC? Uh, drafting multiple positions, that can play multiple positions, drafting ball handlers, etc. Uh, he isn't shooting the ball well. And what's his role with this team? I just feel like he doesn't fit. With Trey Mann, um, look, not all these guys are going to pan out. Like Not all these guys are going to end up being a part of the future of this team. I will say, you know, if you put yourself back in where where this team, you know, where you were as a fan last year to end the season, it was very exciting. Like, like he had many, a many exciting games last year where he went for 35 points against Boston at home. He went for 30 points in the Garden. He went for 29 against Dallas, you know, 25 against Miami. Like, he had many a good games last year and, and many an exciting moment. If you put yourself back in the preseason, like, Folks, go look at the preseason numbers for Trey Mann. He was lighting it up. He was dominating, and people were saying he was going to win most improved player. People were all over Trey Mann. And then he's had a bit of a sophomore slump. And so, yes, not everyone's going to work. Like Not everyone's going to work on this roster. You're taking a lot of swings on a lot of young guys. Some of them are going to hit big, like Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, and like Josh Giddy. Some of them are not going to hit as, as well. With Trey Mann, I think that you give him next season to, to figure out what he is because he's, he's shown you an ability to buy in defensively and give you a lot of effort on that end of the floor. He's shown you an ability that he can heat up at a moment's notice. And we all believe he can shoot. He's just got to actually shoot the ball well. And so, yes, this season has not gone off the way that, that Thunder fans would have liked, that he would have liked, uh, but it, you kind of take it into year three and see what adjustments that he can make. Uh, but... Long-term, again, you're right. I mean, does he fit? We'll have to just find out because not everyone's going to fit. Um, but uh, I'm not ready quite yet to be concerned about it. I think I think if it looks the same next year, then you start to go, okay, with this roster crunch, uh, with the amount of picks we need to bring in, slash trades we need to make, it might be his time. So, like, it's going to be a very pivotal season from next year, just as it was a pivotal season for Pokashevsky this year. Um but let's see what Trey Mann can do. I mean, let's see what he can do with another offseason development, another training camp, and another season. Uh, at Brother Reed 11, realistically, who are the five players you feel the Thunder would be willing to part with whenever they trade the, for the final piece down the line? Um, so, again, this goes back to, like, when you're trading, you can't just say, like, oh, well, well, Basley's not playing well, so part with him. Well, then if you, if you don't think he's playing well, then odds are other teams don't either, so they're not gonna, you're not going to get much value. So you've got to balance out like who's playing well, but not so well that you couldn't move off of them. You know, move off of them. I think that the only true untouchables would be Shea, Chet, Giddy, J Dub, uh, and then Usman Jang can can see himself sliding that in that realm uh, because he, he kind of fits the exact mold if he pans out. Uh, th- those are like the untouchables as of right now, and then the rest you could talk yourself into being sweeteners uh, along with those multiple draft picks to make a trade, but. I, I'm not so sure that the Thunder are going to make an all-in trade in the in the sense of like a Donovan Mitchell type of trade. 
I think that they might make a trade, like a Stephen Adams type of trade. Like, like look at the way that Stephen Adams tied together that Memphis roster and allowed them to, to have a ton of success um, last year and then continues to do that this year. But, I mean, uh, they, they made that Adams trade. It was kind of like, huh, that's that's the guy you're going to go for? Then he he works so well with Jaw. He gets you to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, you ran into a bus on the Warriors. It's gonna you know, it's just gonna happen sometimes. And then this year, the the, the Grizzlies are right back uh, as a top two seed in the West. And so like that wasn't a that wasn't a high dollar superstar move, but it was the correct move for your roster and for your team. Uh, and so I think that that's more so what you're gonna look for. Not not a center. Not a, not a Stephen Adams. Not, not 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 like that. But like Stephen Adams is not a superstar. But he's what the doctor ordered for that team. I could see the, the Thunder doing that instead of like a all-in, like go get a super, super, superstar. We'll just have to wait and see if what they need. We don't even know what the, the team needs yet. Like it feels so accelerated. It feels so um, so kind of quick. But we have not seen Chet play with these guys yet, and we don't know what Chet Holmgren will need next to him. We don't know how this team will flow with Chet Holmgren. We don't know how these players will develop. I mean, Jalen Williams, if he continues to play at this pace, will be in Oklahoma City for nine years. Josh Giddy will be in Oklahoma City for eight, eight, you know, seven more years. Seven more years after this season, you know, SGA has has four more years after this one on this deal, and you hope to re-sign him. Like this is going to be a long, a long process that you're going to have to figure out. You know, Chet Holmgren has eight more years after this year um, in, OK, in OKC. So like they're not going to make an all-in move, you know, re, you know, realistically right now, and they might not ever make it because what if all these guys just pan out? And, like your one, two, three, four, five is just. SGA, Chet, Giddy, J-Dub, and like it's all on your team, and you just need to find those complementary pieces. Now, you have the assets to go get the best of the best complementary pieces out there. So that's awesome as well. Uh, at Draft Fanatics, uh, how about Jang's development? Uh, he's looked a lot better uh, over the course of his last few G League games and that he had his best NBA game, uh, his last NBA game that he played in Atlanta uh, before he got hurt with the wrist injury. So I think that Usman Jang is really coming into his own, but then he had the wrist injury. Uh, it's a second wrist injury, but they're not related together uh, from the one that he had in summer league. So we'll see what he does whenever he comes back from that wrist injury. Coming up, we're going to talk about the Thunder and how it looks moving forward uh, for the postseason push and this game against the Kings. But first, I want to say right now, better good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off of your next order order folks it's incredible you want to try them out they're a protein bar but they're covered in 100 real chocolate on the outside and they are great for you pre-workout post-workout as a meal replacement as a snack make sure you check them out today you can even find them at your walmart or sam's club pharmacy section so it's awesome they're 130 calories but there's so many delicious flavors like cherry barcia like brownie batter puff like coconut marshmallow, churro, cookies and cream. You can do double chocolate. You can do mint brownie. You can do raspberry, coconut, salted caramel, cookie dough. They have everything that you want over there at Built Bar. Go to built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count. 
getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Getting into your mailbag questions at Jose Eduard CNB. What are the odds that Sam Presti packages assets to get his guy in the draft despite the team having more success than expected? Uh, pretty high because the Thunder just, they can't select all four first-round picks next season. Like, they have four first-round picks in 2024. They can't bring in four first-round picks. So you package some of those and maybe move up from 12 to 6 or 12 to 7 and go get someone that you really, really are circling and making sure that you can you know, ensure that you get your guy if you're Sam Presti. I think that that's pretty realistic considering just the the pure roster crunch that's upcoming and the, and the asset overload that you have. So hopefully that's what happens. Uh, at Fabio Alvis, are the Thunder going to shut some players down in the second half of the season? Uh, no, I don't think the Thunder have ever shut players down in the sense of like, you know, I, I don't believe that the Thunder have made up these injuries or anything. I can't promise you that nobody's going to get hurt, uh, but it's not going to be that some nefarious tanking thing. Like they want to be in the play and they want to make the playoffs, um, so they're going to try and and hopefully they, they they do. And if they don't, well, it's still house money. Uh, at Nugs Hot Sauce, that's a funny, it's a funny at. If OKC reaches a high seed in the twenty twenty four playoffs, how does Presty? Uh, what does Presty do with four first round picks? Again. You might offload some of those right now just, just to move up in this current draft. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be interesting because at that point, you still have some leverage because you own four first-round picks. But also, it's kind of writing on the wall that you can't possibly use all four of those first-round picks. So teams can then can then kind of play the waiting game and kind of wait you out and kind of use that leverage against you in the 2024 draft, which is whenever they be the next time that you have the ability to trade it uh, after the 2024 playoffs would be draft night. Uh, um I don't know. I don't, again, I think that the all-in move could just be for quality rotational pieces more so than like um, a super superstar. And it also could be for a super superstar, and we're very, very excited. Like It could be either way, but I would lean right now uh, toward the latter. At Chris Tenek, chances of Homegrown coming back for the last 30 games. Uh, I addressed it, and I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, at Bull Walton. Do you think Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara should get the second most votes for rookie of the year? Matherin started out so hot, but I think Williams has grown over the course of the season and is a bigger contributor to wins. Uh, yeah, I would vote for him second, me personally. I also could see that see very valid, valid reasons to vote for Matherin, but I, me personally, I would go Paolo and then J-Dub uh, on my ballot. At Ryan Wu, so with Shea and Josh making the Thunder too good to tank, do the Thunder stand pat? Do you believe Sam Presti will make some moves? Uh, and who do you think would fit? Uh, I think that the Thunder still are going to stand pat and just let it ride out this season at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, swapping Baisley for some expiring contract could happen. Um, if you wanted to go uh, take a flyer on Mo Bamba or whatever, uh, I think that that fit. I think that that work for this season specifically. You know, maybe not long term, but for this season specifically, could, could go could go work for Mo Bamba. But I don't think that that will happen, and I don't think that they're going to get Mo Bamba. I don't think that they're going to make any trades besides maybe swapping Baisley for an expiring contract. But even then, you might just let Baisley's contract ride out and just not re-sign him in the offseason, but keep him around because he's still bought into the team. He's still a good locker room guy. He's still a good vibes guy. He's still a good uh, bench mob guy, you know, cheering on his teammates. And you saw he can just randomly have great games like he did 
um, over the weekend, uh, last weekend. So who knows what's going to happen. I don't think that you should expect anything important, though, at the deadline necessarily for OKC. Sam Presti has surprised me before. He could surprise me again. Uh, but I think that they're just going to stand pat and truly just let this season ride out and, and, and see how it goes for the last uh, half of the season. Hopefully, it goes in their favor. And tonight is one of the more exciting nights of Thunder basketball in a long time. And, and, and obviously, we would love it to be in the Paycom Center and getting to go down there to it. But it's in the, gosh, what's it What's it called? The Golden One Center? Is that what it's called in Sacramento? Uh, it's, it's in Sacramento. And this is going to be fun basketball. I mean, it's going to be really fun basketball. It's going to be at 9 o'clock, so get some coffee ready and make sure that you're ready to go at 9 o'clock. But the Kings are a fun basketball team. If you've not gotten to watch them this year, they play a fun style of basketball. Um, it's going to be a track meet, I think, for both squads. I mean, the Kings average 120 points per game. The Thunder average 117 points per game. And if the Thunder can win, then for the time being, they will likely push themselves into the sixth seed or at least, you know, seventh or eighth seed. Uh, of the uh, of the play and, uh, and of the playoffs. So if they continue this hot streak and they continue to get impressive wins on the road, that'll be awesome. I think it's going to be fun just to watch it pure matchup-wise, win or lose. I think that the, the talent of Keegan Murray, Jalen Williams, De'Aaron Fox, SGA, Sabonis in this game, like all these different matchups and, and Josh Giddy playing so well, like all these different talents sharing the floor together that are so young and so energetic and so uh, playing with pace and everything will be so awesome to watch. I cannot wait for it. We're going to have the recap podcast for you after the game is over um, right here on Locked on Thunder. So until then, make sure that you subscribe on every podcasting platform and on YouTube. And until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.